0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark, and Christy is here with me.
1: Hello, mentors. Wonderful to be back with you, as always.
0: As you know, at New Pathways, we provide support to help all of those who touch our organization, whether it's staff, mentors, young people, supporting them to have the ability to live more fulfilling and authentic lives. And this is hard work to be up to this. And we know that it requires a lot of self-awareness. It requires a lot of practice. And so in this podcast, we're going to explore how our witness can really help us to bring about that awareness, the awareness that informs what are some of the practices, what are some of the intentional reflections, what are some of the things that I'm going to need to be up to, to learn more about myself To see where there is ability to learn, to grow, to explore, continuously though going deeper. So
1: at Retreat, we bring this distinction of hero, rival, and witness to our youth and to our mentors. And we bring that distinction so that our youth and our mentors can begin to understand the self not as that every thought I hold is who I am, not as a fixated concept of myself, but that there are different parts of me that experience a situation, a moment, another person, differently perhaps in any particular moment from the next moment and from the next moment. And perhaps there's a part of me that is leaning in and connecting with in full presence, and we call that being in our hero, And perhaps there's a part of me that's constricted and resistant and not leaning in in a way that's in my full self, and we call that the rival. But there's a part of us that we need access to, which is the ability to observe myself and what patterns I'm in, what beliefs I'm in, what... um, views I'm holding about the world, what judgments I'm holding about myself and others in a moment and in a particular moment of time. And it's the witness that gives us the access to be aware of what's happening for me right now in this moment without judgment, without critique, but just meeting it with compassion and kindness and tenderness. In some traditions The concept of witness is known as awareness itself. That being in the witness way of being is awareness itself. It's awareness manifesting in the moment. Now that's a pretty deep concept, so it's not how we bring it to our youth in retreat. But as our youth grow and evolve in this program, and as our mentors grow and evolve, we start to become aware that awareness is what allows us to return to the moment and act from and be from and connect from the essential qualities of ourselves that as we say over and over in this program include goodness and love and compassion and tenderness and healing and possibility and joy and sadness and happiness and and difficulty. Awareness lets us be present to All of that's here in any moment and we, we have the capacity to meet it. So we're going a little bit deeper, or you might be thinking a whole lot deeper than we take hero, rival, and witness in the retreat. And we want to continue to invite this understanding of self in for us as mentors. Can we meet all that's present here with our young people? Can we observe? That's what the witness allows us to do. Can we observe what's all present for ourselves? And meet awareness, meet presence in ourselves in that moment so we can meet our young people just as they are.
0: And as I was thinking about this podcast and reflecting on these three parts of ourselves, I was recognizing that, you know, the hero who, again, represents this part of us, part of ourselves that represents our true essence. And when you think about the rival, the part of us that often consists of our inner critic and judge, it's probably easy to recognize that it's the rival that really can get in the way or create the block for us to get access to the witness because so many strong emotions and so many strong thoughts and our patterns kick in so quickly that it can cut us off and and that opportunity to access witness can just slip by so quickly and now we're five minutes down in the conversation, or we're doing some of the same things, numbing ourselves or whatever it is, and we've let that opportunity pass by. And it happens so quick, so fast. And the hero is there, right, as well too, um, but the rival just gets in the way so quickly. And and I was thinking about this last night. I was having a conversation with my partner, and um, five minutes into the conversation, we kind of had an argument, and... Um, and I caught myself, but it was five minutes in and realizing what's happening for me here, what's going on, and just recognizing the same pattern of how I was showing up in a relationship to him, how he was showing up. And the truth is, I did have the opportunity in that moment, and I caught myself, right? And then I recognized there was a little bit of shame and guilt of, oh, crap, it was five minutes later, like, oh, what if I had done this, you know, three minutes before or two minutes before or one minute before, what might be different here, so I recognize there's some grace and some kindness for myself around that and, and recognizing that opportunity was missed and how beautiful it was that I still saw an entry point as well too. But again, that rival is just so powerful um, and really can yeah create a lot of blocks for us.
1: Mark, what I love that you're kind of pointing to is a deeper appreciation and understanding of what witness brings access to because we can so quickly witness that we're in rival and think the solution is to jump to hero and life's not that easy that switch in an authentic way is not that easy because what the rival is embedded in is an inner judge of um, trying to critique and kind of pigeonhole us and have us play small or have us play in that mechanical way that you just described that patterned way But embedded in the hero, if we're not careful, is just another judge of, oh, I should be more positive, I should be more thinking. It's still filled with the should, and we're just replacing kind of a negative judge for that positive thinking judge, neither of which equip us to be more skillful, more resourceful, and more expansive in a moment with our particular responses. So we'd rather our youth move toward hero because they can start to act from that place. But what we're really, really up to here at New Pathways is inviting our youth and mentors with some experience in rival and hero and observing them is to shift more into the witness. Because what the witness does in that moment of the argument with your partner is it notices, hey, I'm in the, you're in the rival. You're acting from a place of the rival. What's going on with you? Um, I hope this doesn't make you comfortable, but it's also kind of turning toward it with such a tenderness to see that that defense mechanism that might be playing out formed at such a young age to keep us protected. And so it might even just be turning so tenderly toward it that we can say, hey, what's happening with you, little buddy? It has such a sweetness then, the witness, that can bring to that understanding what's happening. And, and listening to it, like, oh, I feel scared, I feel uncertain, I feel threatened, I feel shamed, I feel whatever. And we can turn, to so the witness lets us turn to it first, to then say what's true in this moment? What's fact? What's reality? Am I meeting reality or am I meeting my story of it? And so we can turn in the witness so tenderly, which then opens up to and through the hero, which is different from, oh, there goes my rival, let me switch to my hero, which is not, not, it's a good place for our youth to start. That's the beginning practice. But as they grow in our program, there's a deepening into I can turn toward my rival, objectively see what it's up to, so that I can invite in more capacity to meet those parts of me that are needing to be and wanting to be and feel protective open to the love and the kindness that may already be here that brings about more of my authentic self in a true way without judgment of I should be more positive. It it just begins to expand into that in this non-dualistic way that our youth can be with hero and rival in the beginning, which is fine, it's a great place to start. They can see that duality in themselves. But witness, as it starts to form and take greater shape, and that's the part of ourselves we start to develop, can then be in the non-dualism of hero and rival and in the most authentic part of our own goodness. And that becomes the awareness itself to move forward and act in. So what I'm pointing to is understanding the dualism of hero and rival is the first part for our youth. And as we continue to grow and evolve in this program, it's really the access to witness that gives us the broadest range of responses to be most in my full life.
0: And, you know, I, th- I think about there are so many beautiful things that we try to create space for, whether it's in our workshops and doing guided meditations or intentionally inviting the mentors and youth to reflect on questions and different things that are coming up for them. Um, so we're inviting this space to step into the witness because, again, this isn't normal. This is, uh, It's maybe not normal. It's not natural mm-hmm. for us to step into this space. As, as Americans, we aren't often invited to be curious about ourselves and really sense into what's present for us.
1: Yeah, so we can get as mentors like trying to overdevelop the hero which is again a great place exactly where we start in our program. Can we just see the hero in us, the goodness? Can we just acknowledge that's a part of us? But what we get up to as the more in-depth we come in the program is how do we as mentors develop the witness in our youth, which is that reconnection to the goodness in every moment and having more sustainable practices to be able to be in our witness to say what's called for now. And so that's what we're talking about today. What are some practices we can do to start developing our witness? And what you just brought to us is one of those particular practices. Um, It's being able to step back and observe and inquire and notice um, without judgment. And I love this quote that you've brought us today from Michael Singer. Do you want to share that?
0: Yeah. Michael Singer, author of Untethered Soul, reminds us, You are not your thoughts. You are aware of your thoughts. You are not your emotions. You feel your emotions. You are not your body. You look at it in a mirror and experience this world through its eyes and ears. You are the conscious being who is aware, and you are aware of all these inner and outer things. Mm -hmm. So beautiful and so true. Mm-hmm. and yet we sometimes think we are our thoughts or we are our emotions or we are the sensations that are in our bodies.
1: Yes, and this is exactly what I'm pointing to with the hero. We can get over-identified with the hero's thoughts, feelings, actions, and emotions and think we're that, and then we've turned away from the thoughts, feelings, actions of our rival as bad and not that, I'm, that my work is to tramp out the rival, That's not our work. Our work is to recognize the the duality of those two, but there's also something in us that neutralizes those that I can see that those are not who I am. Who I am is my essential qualities of goodness and love and tenderness and fill in the blank. Right? Whatever we've said in our declaration to know ourselves to be as those adjectives, those are the essential qualities and that I can act from there and not get over-identified with either the hero or the rival way. And again, I keep saying this, but to begin with, we, our youth <laughs> oftentimes don't even know they have the hero kind of way of, being, way of seeing the world that we need them to see that there is also that way to see the world, just the way that Michael Singer describes it, that they can see the world through the hero's eyes and ears too because they're so entrenched in the rival. And once that's formed, then we have the opportunity to start developing the witness even more. So let's talk about some ways we can do that as mentors.
0: Yeah, and so as we think about you know, the rival again, oftentimes triggers or brings up our patterns and we start to step into those and one of those is that we can start to operate from this place of our interpretations and our assumptions and patterns of, of, of having those, those stories in the past as well too so can we start to notice and observe what are all of the stories and narratives that I'm engaged in right here in this moment and we bring you the distinction of fact versus interpretation as a powerful tool and one way that we can step back and start to unpack the story so what truly are the facts here what is the reality here in this moment and what are all the interpretations that i'm holding that are maybe influencing how i'm showing up how i'm reacting how i'm responding to this person, to this situation, to myself. And so in that curiosity space, that's when we're in witness. And it doesn't have to be super long. It can be a super quick process. Um, And the more that we practice this, uh, the more we can start to notice and learn more because there's likely gonna be some themes that we'll start to notice too. So while it might be this one specific relationship over here, I start to realize, oh, wow, I actually carry some of this narrative in other relationships. It's not just about my significant other, but also I'm doing this with my boss. I'm doing this with my coworker, I'm doing this with the neighbor next door as well, too. And so, again, coming from a place of non-judgment when we're in witness, but just being curious about that. What are all the facts? What are the interpretations? can be one of the way that we can start to tap into our witness and allow that observer to come forward.
1: Another way is to start to explore the boxes we live in. And so we talk about these practices you know, really in concept, but whenever we're in a conversation with our youth, we can start to deconstruct the conversation, like you just said. What are, what are the facts? What are the interpretations? And just like we do in retreat, drawing the two circles and charting them out, as mentors we can do that with our youth as a practice. Um, having a sheet of paper, or asking them to put two columns on a, on a notes in their phone and, and work it through so they can start to bring it outside of a concept into practice for them. And we can do the same thing with nine dots. We can ask after this conversation, now what boxes have I put myself into with these interpretations? So, am I in the box of rival? What limitations does the rival have? Am I in the box of hero? What limitations does the hero have? Because the hero can be so focused on its sense of right and wrong that it misses that this other part that's feeling scared and needs tended to too. So it's this invitation of as we break through fact and interpretation, can we then start to bring clarity to the boxes we've put ourselves in, the nine dots concept, um, and not only bring attention to the quote here, good boxes, but also to those boxes that we're wanting to turn away from, Um, can we look at those too and, and start to explore, what's the limitations of all of these boxes I'm putting myself into, whether I've assigned them a good or bad quality or not, like all of them have limitations. And once I can see the boxes and the limitations, I get a little bit closer to, and what is it authentically that's wanting to come through me right now?
0: And the third one is to create a contemplative practice that allows us to really sense into the witness. And so Richard Rohr says, contemplation is meeting as much reality as we can handle in its most simple and immediate form, without filters, without judgments, or commentaries. And the truth is, the two additional ways we just shared before are examples of contemplative practices as well, too. Mm-hmm. And so a few others to be mindful of are thinking about what are some additional ways, practices, intentional activities we can step into that invite us to slow down, to pause, and to reflect. And so meditation is definitely one, which is why we bring that into our workshops and our retreats to start to practice that. What does mm-hmm. that look like? When we slow down, we pause, and we sense into ourselves. Also just pausing and taking slow, deep breaths can invite us also to step into um, a practice of slowing down and just bringing centering and groundedness to us which creates the space to then be able to notice some of these other things
1: yeah i was thinking about mark on um, monday night i had um, a monday night of this week i had this beautiful i'm part of a group that that meets and um, one of our group members had brought Uh, An issue to be coached on and he had shared through kind of a similar process like what he was experiencing in his thoughts and emotions and beliefs and then kind of what the reality was of what was happening in this situation what the facts were and then he asked for feedback and one of um, the group members offered this beautiful, rich contextualization of what he brought. It was just so wonderful to bear. And I, in my own thoughts, had an additional contextualization that I wanted to offer. But as I took a breath and looked at him and watched him, I realized he had enough. So while I could have layered something else on, it goes back to Richard Rohr's quote, which is, meeting as much reality, not meeting it all the way perhaps, or maybe it is, but as much reality as we can handle in that moment. And so I said to my group mate, I said, do you have enough or do you want more? And he said, I have enough right now. And so realizing that what I have to bring may not be the time for the other person. So this pausing, taking a slow deep belly breath is also being in contact with the other person of how much is enough for me and how much is enough for them right now
0: yeah what a great example another contemplative practice we can step into is moving the body and doing this in very slow relaxing way so we can create a walking practice uh, christy i know that you walk quite consistently uh, And so this is something that I'm sure is allowing you to step into your witness.
1: I have to share this morning, I was on a long walk and I realized about halfway through it, like I was hustling and I hadn't yet seen a tree. Although I'd seen many, I'd passed many. I hadn't yet seen a tree and I hadn't noticed the sky. And I was halfway through my walk. Like I was just hustling to get this walk done, which is a different way than we're talking about walking. We're talking about slowing down, relaxing to meet what's around us. Can I meet the tree? Can I meet the sky today? And, you know, we can really take on this belief of, oh, who has time to walk like that? How do we not have the time to meet ourselves in each moment? Because our time here is so limited and precious.
0: Absolutely. And so a writing practice as well that allows us to be in reflections whether this is journaling and I'm learning there are so many different ways that we can reflect on what's present for us Um, you know especially with the use of technology there are so many beautiful different platforms that we can use to capture what's present for us and so if some of you listening are like me we're writing I tend to struggle with um, there are so many different things whether it's audio and video that are also ways that we can help capture what's present for us and then another one is a gratitude practice and uh, can we really sense into what we're truly grateful for and I love that you brought earlier sensing into the love that is already present and so stepping into this gratitude practice can allow us to really sense the beauty and the love and the goodness that is uh, not just around us but also inside of us within us So again, sensing more to what's present if we intentionally step into that.
1: Yeah, and that love, that love outside of us and that love inside of us are not separate. It's all love.
0: Beautiful. And so these are all practices that we as mentors can take on to start to sense into our witness. And we can also take on some of these with our mentees as well, too. And so whether it's in an outing or on a phone call or on a FaceTime, whatever it is, we can intentionally bring reflection and curiosity and a space to pause with our young people.
1: And this invitation that we're making to mentors is how do we develop our own witness We don't have to arrive at our witness within a week (laughs) or before workshop on this topic in order for us to hold this space, but can we be in the invitation to ourselves to notice our own rival, our own hero, and then take the breath into the part of ourselves that's fully aware that we have a hero and a rival within us and ask what's needed from there. And that, just being in that practice, our youth will notice. And our, our, it will bring a presence to it in a different way, a curiosity with our young people. And that that's what we're up to, is how do we all live our best lives? So we encourage you to have this conversation with your program coordinator. What are you taking away from today's podcast? How can you support the witness within yourself to be more fully evolved and conscious and present? And how can we then continue to invite our young people through some of the practices we've talked about today, designing some of the conversations around fact versus interpretation, or designing a conversation around nine dots with our youth, or even taking time in our outings to even do sitting meditation and not just waiting for a workshop to do it with them, or taking time to go on a walk with our young people or to take time to sit together and both mutually journal for 15 minutes and then share your journal reading. These are all practices we can bring in to the mentoring relationship and to our time beyond it. So please have a conversation with your program coordinator about what you're taking and a commitment you're willing to make to tapping into your witness and to the witness of your young person so that we can all be up to our best selves together.
0: And so again, at New Pathways, we are committed to allowing you to live your full authentic life and show up as your full authentic self. And so know that again, we will continue to create beautiful opportunities for you and your mentee to be in this reflective space, to tap into your witness. And so we wanna thank you for partnering with us and being in this journey because it's not just about us creating a space, but it's about you being in the active working of this as well, too. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of courage. And so we're with you. We've got you. So thank you for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.